When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. May our testimonies be as deep and as strong as that of Jacob, who, when confronted by one who sought to destroy his faith, declared, I could not be shaken. Hello, my friends. I'm Jared Halverson. This is Unshaken, and today I have some Unshaken updates to give you. Last week when we finished our study of the book of Revelation, I mentioned that I hadn't yet done the math to figure out how long we spent in the New Testament this year. But I've done the math, and I've got the numbers. And prepare yourself to be amazed by yourselves. You're incredible, and I want to give you that update. The other thing I want to let you know about is the future of Unshaken. So I've got some announcements to give you. Now, because we are approaching the four-year anniversary of this grand adventure, and since the church is on a four-year scripture study cycle with Come Follow Me, that means we are either at the point of a new beginning or we've finally come to the end. So we've got some decisions to make and, yes, an announcement to make. I'll hold on to that, but let me get through the numbers first, okay? Uh, to put in perspective what you've done this year in the New Testament, let's run through the previous years of our study up to this point. When we started this four years ago with the Book of Mormon, we started late in the book of Jacob, uh, but we ended up spending 92.8 hours together in the book of Mormon. That's about two hours a week, which is really impressive for scripture study. We hadn't yet started verse by verse, though, and since that began in the Doctrine and Covenants, we spent a lot more time there. We're talking 132.6 hours yeah, verse by verse takes a while. <laughs> I had no idea it would take that long, but I thought, well, the Doctrine and Covenants is pretty small. We could try this. I don't think verse by verse had ever been tried online. And so we did something, well, we, we, we blazed a new trail. And if you survived it, I hope it got you ready for an even longer journey through the Old Testament. That year, we spent 203.5 hours studying Scripture together. Uh, at a clip of about a half an hour a day, if you spread it out, uh, that, was, that was almost insane. I mean, we knew we couldn't do verse by verse, but we ended up trying chapter by chapter, which was intense. I think there we set the record for a seven and a half hour episode to get us through, I can't remember if it was first or second Samuel, but a lot of study went in that year. And yet here's the amazing thing. We broke the record this year. <laughs> this year in the New Testament, we spent even more time in scripture than we did last year in the Old to the tune of 207.6 hours. We broke the record by just over four hours. <laughs> and that's amazing. We got back to the verse-by-verse -verse approach. And over the course of this year, we studied every verse from Matthew till Revelation. Oh, there's not a, not a verse of Scripture I don't like, and I just want to talk about every single one of them. <laughs> and thank you for allowing me the privilege. Honestly, it's been a, a joy. And when you take all four years worth, all those, those numbers, and then tack on the extra episodes we did for the Christmases and the Easter's and the Atonement episode from, from year one, that was another 10.2 hours. And so grand total from all four years, if you are one of those, those intrepid scriptorians who's been with me from the very beginning and not missed a thing, then grand total, drum roll please, is 646.7 hours which comes out to 27 days of uninterrupted scripture study. 
Uh, if you hit play now and just let it run, it'd be next month before you could come up for air. And that's incredible. I tip my hat to all of you. This is what I would do anyway. I teach the gospel. But for you to carve out this much time to immerse yourselves in Scripture, I apologize for underestimating your resilience and your perseverance. I really am amazed at your hunger and thirst after righteousness, your desire to immerse yourselves in the Word of God. I wish I could make bumper stickers to give you, like the ones that runners have on the backs of their cars, the the 13.1 for the half marathoners, or the 26.2 for the full marathoners, or what my brother-in-law could do, the 100 for the ultra marathon that he completed. Well, you scriptural ultra marathoners, if you could put a 646.7 on the back of your car, people would wonder what you've been up to. Then you could tell them how long you've been thinking celestial and diving into scriptural words. Honestly, it has been a thrill for me. And I am honored to be able to have joined you for this part of the journey. I have a deep testimony of the Word of God, and I know I'm on sacred ground when I'm in the Word and with you. Word of God, children of God, put those together and you're in for a celestial experience. It certainly has been for me. Now, there's a few other numbers I want to share with you just to put things into perspective of what you've done, because I do credit you. I had no delusions of grandeur when I started this. I was simply trying to keep up with my students, and COVID had shut down the Institute, and so I started filming lessons and posting them online. And my hope at the time was to reach a few hundred Institute students. That was it. I didn't dream of anything more. I I hoped for nothing less. But as of December 2023, we now have 91,000 subscribers on YouTube all around the world, which speaks of a family of unshaken saints who have such a deep love for the Word of God that they just want to spend ungodly amounts of time there. (laughs) You're amazing. And again, I credit you. It's word of mouth. There's no marketing team here. In fact, there's no team. It's just been me these four years. And to just throw it out there and cast my bread upon the water and pray that it reaches a few people that might be blessed by it. It's been your shares and your likes and your comments and your reviews and just people curious, like, would anybody want to watch this? And then being drawn in by the power of the word and being changed by it. Now, when you look deeper into YouTube, I'm amazed at the statistics they offer, one of which is total view counts. And right now we are at 16.5 million views, which again blows my mind. Now, view counts can eh, take it or leave it because someone could just click on it and then see like, whoa, I don't want to spend four hours in scripture and then click out, but it still counts as a view. And so I, I don't take that very seriously. What amazes me most is total watch time because that shows the people who are, who are in for the long haul that are watching this that are listening, that are studying together. And the grand total for that to this point is 9.1 million hours, which is really humbling. I know I'm not worth spending that much time with, but the scriptures are, and you've proven that. And what amazes me about that as a teacher of the gospel is I think about my own classes. At BYU, most religion classes are about 60 students. And over the course of a semester, if that student has perfect attendance, you get to spend 23.3 hours with them, usually. 
Now, if you take 60 students times 23.3 hours uh, and then divide that into the 9.1 million hours, basically in the last four years, you have given me the opportunity to teach 6,500 classes. And since I get to teach 10 classes a year, you've given me the chance to squeeze 650 years worth of teaching into the last four. No wonder I feel so old. <laughs> no wonder I have more gray hair than, I, than what I started. But uh, the, the fact that technology allows that to happen, to multiply our feeble efforts, to be able to meet the needs of a, of a hungry world. I was recently talking to Tyler Griffin, a good friend who t teaches the Come Follow Me lessons for the Scripture Central channel. And he pointed out that there are probably more people spending more time in Scripture now than ever in the history of the world. Uh, if that's the case, and I'm sure it is, imagine what that is doing to increase the faith of people in the world in preparation for the coming of Christ. What a privilege for us all to be a part of this. Now, I dug a little deeper, and if you add the audio-only version on the podcast, some of you are smart enough to have realized that I have a face for radio, and so you opt for the audio-only. And on that one, it's hard to tell on time, but there have been 9.9 .9 million downloads there, uh, which is astounding to me. Add Facebook to that. And a few years ago, I had enough missionaries clamoring, like, we want to study with you, but we can't access YouTube. Could you put this on Facebook? And so I was able to do that for a few years until I couldn't keep up with it because of time. And the length of the videos was to the point that YouTube or Facebook wouldn't allow it. But I don't know how many missionaries have been able to continue their scripture study through, through the Facebook version. And then Instagram, which has been such a blessing, thanks to my good friends April and Ralph and their creativity and spirituality and, and artistry. Right now there are 17.8 thousand followers on the Unshaken Saints Instagram channel, and they have reached almost 140,000 accounts. Uh, since they got to work. And, and we'll talk about a dynamic duo, that, that husband and wife team. I'm so grateful for all that they're doing to oh, just spread light and share goodness and help the world to think more celestially than before. Now, all of those numbers, uh, again, to me, the most important number is one, meaning the worth of one soul, which is great in the sight of God, and the chance to reach you one by one there is a sense of connection that I feel, even as I stare into a camera. But the, all the opportunities I've had to read comments and to respond to emails, to meet you in Walmart or Costco or at a restaurant, uh, to bump into you at the temple. I walked in one day and this sweet sealer looked up and saw me and he said, wait a minute, I know you. You're that guy that can take a half an hour worth of scripture and squeeze it into three hours. And we both laugh together. Uh, it, it's, it's you, individually, wherever you might be. I, I wish I knew you all personally. But I have made so many lifelong friends as we've just studied Scripture together. And you teach me, and I pray I've been able to teach you. I actually went through, again with the help of YouTube, to find out some of the places where you live. And, and this blew me away. Don't worry, I'm not stalking you. Uh, I, I'm not talking address. I'm just talking country. And you know the top 10 countries uh, of unshaken saints out there? 
Obviously, the United States is the biggest, uh, but over 12% of all of those views have come from outside the United States. So here's the top 10. USA in first, but Canada was in second. So bless you, my friends to the north. Third place was the United Kingdom. I have ancestors that, that grew up there, and so nice to have some friends that are there now. Fourth was Australia, and I've loved reading the comments of you from down under. In fact, the tie I'm wearing right now comes from one of you. Thank you for your generosity as well as your good taste. Number five surprised me because it's our first non-English speaking country. It's the Philippines. And so to all of my wonderful Filipino friends, mahal kita. It is an honor to join you for scripture study. Then number six is New Zealand. Uh, the place I dreamed of going on my mission after reading a book about Matthew Cowley when I was a teenager. Uh, the Lord had other plans, but you who live there, uh, what an amazing place. Number seven is South Africa, another gorgeous part of the world. And then eight, nine, and ten are all non-English speaking countries again, which blows my mind. Germany is eighth, India is ninth, and France comes in tenth, which worries me since I butchered your language last week when we studied Cantique de Noël together. Uh, for you Francophones and Francophiles, perdonnez-moi, uh, uh, s'il vous plaît. That was as close as I could come. I did my best. Now, like I said, that's only view counts. And like I said, those, that can be misleading. But when, I, when you look at the, number, the amount of, of time spent the top 10 list changes slightly. The top eight are all the same, but nine and 10, instead of India and France, it's now Mexico and the Netherlands. So, mis hermanos mexicanos, muchísimas gracias por dejarme estudiar contigo. Ha sido un gran placer por mí. And for you uh, Nederlanders, my brother served his mission there. The only non-Spanish speaking missionary in my family. Uh, he loves you and so do I. Now, if all of that is uh, view counts and watch time, to me, an even more interesting statistic is average duration. Uh, so no matter how many people are in your country watching, how long do you, do you last <laughs> before you got to go do something else? Well, here, Canada surpasses the United States. So there's something about you from the great white north that your resilience, maybe it's the cold up there, I don't know, but you are, you are able to outlast the, the United States Saints in your view time on average. Uh, third place is New Zealand, and then comes Jamaica. <laughs> nice to have some Caribbean friends there uh, st studying scripture together. Uh, the UK comes in fifth, followed by Australia, and then Norway and Finland come in seventh and eighth. My Scandinavian ancestors would be proud of that. Number nine is South Africa, number 10 is Mexico, uh, so again, I bless you all for spending so much time with me in a single sitting. Uh, well, a few last things. Uh, top 10 cities in the United States, if you're interested. Uh, in terms of watch time, how long you spend. Salt Lake City is first. Uh, big population there, obviously, of Latter-day Saints. St. George comes in second, followed by Phoenix. My grandparents lived there. And so uh, thank you for tuning in from the desert. Provo is fourth and Orem is fifth. So sister cities, neck and neck, followed by Seattle as number six. I'm so grateful that those in the so-called godless corridor are keeping God there through their scripture study. Los Angeles comes in seven. And as an Angelino myself, nice to have some friends back home that are tuning in, followed by Las Vegas at number eight. Uh, I, I take back anything negative I've said. Uh, it's, yes, it's Sin City, but it's also Saint City, as you're proving. Nine is Mesa, Arizona, and ten is Idaho Falls. 
Uh, outside the Western United States, the next top three cities are Dallas, Houston, and Sacramento, where my wife is from. And outside the United States, the top cities are Calgary, Canada, Lethbridge, Canada, and Brisbane, Australia. So again, hats off to all of you. It has been such a joy. And like I said, I really do wish I knew you all personally. That actually is one of the reasons we're going to make some changes coming forward. So uh, if I can pivot from past and present to future, let me share a few changes that are on their way. You see, this has been a labor of love from the beginning. And when COVID first forced me online, <laughs> so naive was I that I thought, oh yeah, I'll just film lessons and post them. Filming lessons won't take any longer than teaching them in person, right? Well, I had no idea how hard this is. Uh, my hat's off to every actor and actress in the world. I, I don't know how they do it. I stink at this, to be honest. Uh, I've joked that when a camera and my brain are in the same room, only one will work at a time. And especially when I started, I was blown away with how hard this is. I honestly was like, can, can my mind not keep a train of thought running for more than five to 10 seconds without messing up and having to start over? Or it, I've never had a steeper learning curve for anything I've ever done in my entire life. But I've just felt pushed. You have to get this. You have to figure out how to do it well. And I'm still working on it. Uh, the first summer I started, my sweet daughter was watching me uh, video edit, and she just, in all the innocence of youth, said, you know, Dad, this would go so much faster if you didn't mess up so often. And I just died laughing, thinking, I, that's a great idea. I, I should try that. When I had been trying that every single week, I would go through the pride cycle on a weekly basis where I would film and just feel like, why can't I do this? I had been humbled every week. I felt like Moroni when he's complaining about the awkwardness of his hands. It's like, give me a chance to speak. It's great, but write? I, I'm horrible at this. And I felt that way about filming. It slowly started getting easier, but there are still days where I'm spending hours just trying to get something right and trashing the whole thing and starting over. Uh, it's, this is not my natural talent. And I'm grateful for the miracles of post-production. In fact, I've learned a lot about the atonement from post-production. I picture the Lord on Judgment Day just saying, oh, don't worry about that. We can take care of it in post. You repented. And the video editing software up here is incredible. We'll just put in some B-roll, kind of uh, fade out, fade back in. They won't even know that those years are missing from the tape. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of things that have been missing from my tape as I've just tried to get better at teaching in this format. When I first started, it was my full-time job because I had no other because of COVID. And for every hour of finished content, it took about 15 to 20 hours of work to prepare the lesson and then film and film and refilm and then do all the video editing with lots and lots of images I found online to try to hide my seams and, and spaces and mistakes. Uh, it slowly got a little easier as I tried harder and harder to follow my daughter's wise advice. But even this past year, it's typically four to five hours of work for every one hour of finished material. And with the lessons being four to five hours long, that still means 15 to 20 hours a week. 
I've never studied like this before because I've never had the privilege of teaching every verse. So the clock on the wall wouldn't let me. And so lots of extra study time to understand verses that I'd always skipped or topics I'd never touched in class uh, to try to do them justice here with you. And then post-production, again, just takes, takes time. And I'm a one-man band just trying to keep up with it all. During the process, during these years, I shifted jobs. I went from institute at the University of Utah to religion at BYU. And as much as I've loved my time at BYU, it is much more time consuming as far as work is concerned. Uh, the publisher parish pressures are real. The committee assignments and everything that's required of running a university, uh, it's been incredibly busy. And so I, Honestly, the last few months, I've just been praying every week, Heavenly Father, help me get through another week of this. Because it's, I keep getting deeper and I don't know how much further my snorkel will stretch. I'm not trying to throw a pity party. It has been a sacred privilege every week to be able to study scripture with you. But I've been counting down the months, like, can I, can I make it to the end of this year? Um, it's because of that, that there are going to be some changes in starting in 2024. And honestly, they come at, at a great blessing of people that are willing to, to lift where they stand and step in. When I, I haven't asked for help, but people have just come offering it. Again, April and Ralph, like I mentioned. But also, I have some incredible friends from the Faith Matters Foundation. And Bill and Susan and David and Kristen and Aubrey and Tim and... Oh, Zach and Diana, there are amazing people there. And I've done a few things with them, uh, speaking assignments and some podcasts. And they just recently said, how can we help? We know you are bearing a burden. And if there's anything we can do to support you, can we, can we help produce things for you? Uh, we have some we have the facility where we film our podcast. We, we've got another room. We could you could film yours there and have some help with the the audio and visual. That would be incredible. There are times where I have had to refilm everything after like a seven hour recording session because things didn't save or the sound was off. And it's like oh no, here we go again. I guess that was a seven hour dress rehearsal. I hope tomorrow will come out even better. Uh, but to have their help uh, recording will be an incredible blessing. They've offered to help with the post-production, editing and things. Again, I've, it's been just little old me from the start. And to think of other people being willing to step in and take, off, take some of that load uh, is, is a godsend, literally. And so I am so excited to be able to be working more closely with the incredible folks at Faith Matters. They, some of you are familiar with their work. They believe in casting the gospel net widely, as the parable suggests, and gathering people of all kinds, people outside the faith and inside the faith, people on the edge of the faith. As one who constantly works with people in faith crisis, uh, this is a, a group of people that I'm passionate to work alongside because they are tr striving to build faith among those that find faith hard to come by. And I'm, I'm trying to do that too. Uh, it's a group that is striving to prove contraries, uh, and, and that's how I'm built, as, as you've come to know as well. Uh, one of the things I'll also mention about the Faith Matters group, having gone through these four years, uh, I think it's time to go back to a shorter 
a shorter length. Uh, the old episodes will still be there. And so if you want to go back and get verse by verse approach, then, then resurrect the videos from years previous. But especially to try to reach a, a broader audience of people that would be scared off by four to five hour videos. In other words, normal people. Uh, if, if, if a shorter video, I'm picturing an hour or so, of, so we won't be doing verse by verse moving forward, but to be able to dig into some key principles, perhaps ones that typically get skipped over, or to see old stories in new light, uh, but to bring in fresh eyes and a perspective that I, that I bring to the table based in a study of anti-religious rhetoric and secularization and faith loss and so on, those are the lenses I want to bring to Scripture as we move forward in the Book of Mormon. So starting next week, or I guess this week, we're going to try to, to film the first lesson and, and get it posted before New Year's so you can uh, hit your 2024 ground running. Uh, prepare yourself for a little bit shorter videos, uh, more topically, topically based. Uh, like I said, they are preparing some space for me to use as far as recording studio is concerned. My kids are actually thrilled. If you've ever seen the movie The Quiet Place, where there's these scary aliens that can hear anything, any sound you make, they're going to come rushing in and destroy you. Our house has to become The Quiet Place every week. My kids laugh. They're like, yeah, we do it weekly and our... Our alien is far scarier than those ones uh, because, yeah, the, the microphone picks up everything. And anytime they flush the toilet upstairs, it sounds like Niagara Falls in here. And anytime the, the dog barks or a, a child comes in from school or somebody's trying to cook something in the microwave, uh, it, I'm, I'm amazed at the patience of my wife and children to put up with long episodes and, and weekly recording studios here in our home. Uh, I... So many of you, by the way, have been incredibly kind in your comments to praise my family for the sacrifices you know they are making. Uh, I, they do it uncomplainingly, but I, I know that they are excited to be able to play their music and watch their shows and make noise uh, a little more often at home. So again, things will, will be changing, but I am so excited for a little extra time for my job, <laughs> it's so time-consuming. Uh, I hope to write more and be able to give you things in print that might be a blessing to you. I hope to have more time to respond to your comments and your emails. I am oh, probably 400 emails behind of people out in the world that are desperately seeking help navigating their own faith crises. Loved ones that are pleading, will you meet with my child, or will you talk to my spouse, or can you just help me make sense of what I'm going through? And I really pray that, short, that shorter episodes and less time uh, working behind the scenes will allow me to spend more time one-on-one -on -one with people in the world that need help. I also hope to expand things. And when I first started this, I intended to teach two classes, because that's what I was teaching at the Institute. A Come Follow Me class, which yes, did continue, but also a faith crisis class of my own creating that had to stop because I didn't have time to do both. I really do hope moving forward that I'll have time to film some faith crisis lessons uh, to, to help equip you to help your friends and family members who are struggling. Or more directly, if you are one wrestling with your faith, I hope to be able to create more content that can be a blessing to you. And again, those are all 
miracles and opportunities that the Lord is is sending my way thanks to very kind and committed Latter-day Saints all around the all around the world. It's it's a blessing. Honestly, you confirm my faith. You remind me that when the Lord comes again, there will be faith found upon the earth in answer to the Savior's own question. My dear friends, it has been a sacred privilege to be with you these past almost four years. I'm grateful for your endurance. I'm grateful for your resilience. I'm grateful for your unshaken faith. And I'm grateful for the chance to just be a part of your life and let you be a part of mine. Uh, we are in this thing together. And if the same sociality exists among us there that exists among us here, but coupled with glory, I think the glory will be the removal of the camera and the distance between us so that we can have a glorious reunion of the saints with heavenly parents and a Lord we all love. My dear friends, thank you for the, the time we've spent together. The 646 hours for some of you. And anyone leading up to that, I look forward to yet many hours ahead. I look forward to our time in the Book of Mormon starting soon. To get back to that Keystone Scripture will be an absolute joy. And again, to spend it with people that I love will be an added bonus. My dear friends, thank you, bless you, and I'll see you soon as we dive into Scripture together.